3: Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk-Inc. It's Thursday, February the 4th, and uh, well, we have an interesting show for you today. Unfortunately, we have to talk about a small crisis in the web marketing community, but fortunately, the crisis seems to be centered in Colorado, and hasn't spread like an infection across the entire union yet. And I say yet because, friends, as usual, it's up to you, the webmasters, the folks who do the work, who get their, they get their finger pads dirty on those filthy keyboards that you keep every day to stop the affiliate marketing tax. That's what our topic is today because right about now, to the minute, a bill, House Bill 1193, is going in front of the Colorado Senate. It's an affiliate taxation bill. And we will have an interview that we uh, recorded yesterday with um, David Asioff, David Esioff, the CEO of Adperio, who's been, uh, well, really organizing Colorado resistance to the bill. And later on, we have legal expert for Inbox Radio and uh, founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly to uh, you know talk a little bit about what the affiliate tax really means to Coloradi- Coloradians and what it means to uh, well other people in the United other affiliate marketers in the United States and around the world but before yeah Jake I am pissed I am pissed off about this it's called breaking your teeth on golden eggs but we'll get to that we'll get to that we uh we have uh, yeah, an activist but more importantly I'm a co-host, and I'm stealing all this time away from uh, my friend Dave Davies. Dave, what a week.
4: As always, you know, we seem to start every show by going, what a week. Like, somehow we're surprised that this is a, a fast-moving community uh, and, and a fast-moving industry, and there's just always something coming. Um Today, I mean, I know we got a few points and very, very little time to, to cover here, so I'm just going to launch in, with your permission, on, on my rant of the day. Rant of the week, probably rant of the month. Um, and once again, I, I have to kind of point, uh, point my guns over at, at Google. Um, you know, much much love for them, of course, but uh, for those who don't know, and if it affects you, I'm sure you do, um, they have discontinued, or will be shortly discontinuing FTP support uh, for a Blogger. May not seem like, uh, like that big a deal to a lot of people. A lot of people are using, you know, Blogger domains, et cetera, et cetera. Um, They are supporting custom domains now, all of that sort of fun stuff. But um, back in 2005 when I started our blog, logically in my brain I'm thinking, hey, Blogger, owned by Google. Google will always be able to crawl this thing. Let's put it on there. Work like a charm. So as clients were asking me, hey, what blogging system should I use? My answer every time was Blogger. Google owns it. Always going to be able to crawl it. No problem. Use Blogger. Um, You know, set up a bunch, and now we get this notice, and basically now I'm scrambling with about six weeks to figure out a solution on on basically migrating all of these clients over in a way that maintains their URL structures. I mean, you know, for those of us like, like myself... We have links coming into these pages, um, and, and not just one or two where we can kind of point, you know, our blog homepage over somewhere else, but many, many pages, and the best of the blogs probably do, not to, not to put mine. I mean, there's, there's blogs that are definitely way better than, than mine and, and updated more frequently, so not to toot my own horn here, but the best of the blogs in the world are going to have a lot of links. Now, arguably, a lot of them may not be on Blogger. Um, Google's argument in this point is that only 0.5% of their blogs are actually using FTP and that these are using a disproportionate amount of resources. Uh, my counter would be the people who are using FTP let's, are, are not going to be the spammers. So when we take out the spam, that probably bulks them up to you know 5 maybe even 10%.
3: no higher. Blogger is a, a cesspool of blogs.
4: Yes. Oh, indeed, indeed. And, I mean, who's using their own domains for those things? Few and far between. I mean, I'm I'm sure we can find some examples. In fact, I know we can. But, um, you know, the, the... your likelihood of being a, a real blogger and how, you know it is is increased if you own your own domain. Um, and I have seen more examples of that around the world. I won't list them off and give them free advertising. But um, anyway,s you know what? It's it's just a real bug to me. I understand that at the end of the day, Google. I mean, maybe it's my misconception, right? I, I view Google as, hey, here, let's let's use all of these. Here's all these great services. Here's you know, enjoy them, use them um maybe losing track which is is ridiculous maybe i haven't read their quarterly reports enough times uh lost track or or lost sight of the fact that no what google is is an advertising agency and this isn't this is obviously not making more money than it costs them and so they have to have to send it off um but annoying and causing a lot of work and you know shout out to yoast if you can come up with uh you know or if you have or or if you can come up with a way to just migrate all of these all these blogger sites over there and come up with a tool i'm sure you can make uh some some very very good money i know i I'd, I'd pay for a way to to convert the site to keep all the uh all the information in there and and easy to move over so uh Shout out to him. Very talented developer. You know him. I know him. Um, and I'll actually be sending him an email after this after this radio show <laughs> to see if he can get on it and if there's a, a good solution to, to get that developed.
3: Well, Google, we know you're listening because we've said the golden G word. So those auto triggers, those audio audio bots you have, are tuning in. It's called loyalty, Google. Dave is a guy, webmaster, uses your products left, right, and center. And, uh, well, you know, it seems like, you know, you're, you're leaving your power users a little bit high and dry here. Maybe it's the lowest common denominator thing, and there's more money to be made elsewhere. But, Dave, I feel for you, brother. I feel for you.
4: It's true. I mean, you, you're, you call it M. Well, I mean, I've got AdSense in on that blog. We use AdWords. We use, you know, multiple accounts. You're right, and, and I think not just myself. I mean, I feel for me, too, and, yeah, it sucks for me, and I've got to figure out solutions for my clients. But at the same time, I don't think I'm unique in that. I think the people that are using Blogger via FTP are going to tend to be legitimate bloggers who are probably loyal to Google and use a variety of their services. Um, and I think they are kind of you know, leaving them high and dry you know, in, in Google's defense, and you always got to look at it both ways, even when personally I, I hate this decision. Am I going to stop using Google services? No, they have they have uh, a ton of great services. But will I ask myself next time I put something like my site health in their hands and go, "Gee, will I use this service? Will I now rely on say Wave for my communications in the office?" Well, what if something happens? I wouldn't have predicted this was going to happen five years ago with our blog. What happens if they change their mind on something else? Can I make it a critical component? Uh, in my infrastructure. I'll, I'll definitely be giving it a second thought uh, and hopefully for their sake uh, a lot of other of this, the serious users of, of their services other than just pure search. Um, you know, I have a feeling a lot of us will be thinking very hard when we when we start incorporating things like that into our lives.
3: You know Dave I, I want to refer you to the chat room because uh, one of our, well a guy I always think is one of our newer, but this guy is steady. He's one of our newer listeners, but he's steady. He's in the chat room all the time. He goes by the name Jake and he writes that he doesn't trust anything that doesn't give him FTP access. Um, he also gives you a uh, a solution. Um, so again, check in the check in the chat room. Uh, check out what, what Jake has to say, and uh, maybe um, maybe he's got a quick, easy solution for you. I want to move forward, but um, I think what's happening with Google sort of harkens to an issue that. A company that Google's starting to look an awful lot like is going through. And uh, the, the, that company is Microsoft. Um, I know all of you uh, liberal listeners out there are avid readers of the New York Times. I know Brasco is for sure. His favorite, favorite magazine or his favorite newspaper is the New York Times, I understand. I, I uh, fawn for Moreno
1: Dow, section. Jim. I, I fawn for Moreno Dow.
3: <laughs> anyway, in the New York Times today, there's a very cool article um, on, well, sort of what's happened with Microsoft over the last decade, why it's fallen behind, why it, um, and then, and, you know, I think it's a, a business morality tale that Google ought to look at. It addresses loyalty to your customers, and it addresses being the constant innovator. And um, the, the jury's out on, on, on Google whether they are still. The consummate innovator. Um, although, I mean, watching these guys go head to head with Apple, watching them go head to head with Microsoft, watching them continue to go head to head with uh, with with Bing and Yahoo, and you know, it's almost like think of a technology and you think of Google picking their enemies.
5: Um, mm-hmm.
3: Hey, Ardisa, what's happening, hun? Yeah. So, anyone who has a chance. Check out this article in the New York Times today. It's in the op-ed section. It's a good little history of the uh, last decade or so at Microsoft and why they feel, I mean, they look like they've fallen behind, they feel like they've fallen behind, and uh, chances are, yo, folks in Redmond, they've fallen behind. Guys, speaking of falling behind, Dave, we did it. We have uh, we burned through too much time in this segment. We've got to go to break. We have... Uh, a 20-minute interview with um, David Essioff from uh, Adperio, who's been working to fight the affiliate marketing tax in Colorado. So that's coming up after the break. And uh, after that, we have Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center, who will be joining us to talk about the implications of the affiliate tax. But before we get to either of those, we got to take a commercial break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. So, friends, uh, it's Thursday, the 4th of February. Stay tuned. We have some good content coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short
0: break. So you're telling
1: me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap. Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed,
4: I'm able to monetize
1: all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost-per-click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-Shot. Use the power of Local Pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages affiliate today with LocalPages.com.
0: This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebauthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prweboffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Round-trip plane tickets, eleven hundred dollars Four-night hotel stay,
1: $900. Conference passes, $2,000. And to think how far your dollar could go every month by working with WebmasterRadio.fm. On-air and on-demand at some of the most premier trade shows around, we report from booth to booth, session to session, keynote to keynote. That can be sponsored by you. Plus, we throw unforgettable networking functions where your message can be conveyed via audio or video from the ceiling to the floor. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a free consultation.
2: Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics,
5: and web development. Office hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: Off Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger
3: and Dave Davies. We're back here on Webcology. It is Thursday. We have another community crisis to talk about. On the line, I have David Esioff, the CEO of Denver, Colorado-based Adperio. And David has spent the last week or so frantically trying to speak with Colorado state legislatures about, yeah, about an affiliate tax measure moving through the legislature in Colorado. Um, David, welcome to Webcology, I wish we could speak under better circumstances. Um, Could you just give our listeners a quick thumbnail sketch of the proposed affiliate tax law in Colorado?
2: Sure. Colorado has a major budget shortfall, and they're trying to ram through about 12 bills to try to cover that. Uh, there is one of the bills, House Bill 1193, uh, is an internet sales tax, uh, or you know, specifically, what Colorado is trying to do is collect um, uh, taxes on out-of-state retailers. And this is something, of course, that we're fighting um, very hard—not only on our own behalf, but on a behalf of about four thousand affiliates in the state of Colorado.
3: Well, uh, when you say not only on your own behalf, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, the Performance Marketing Alliance predict, or Performance Marketing Association predicts that over a hundred affiliate programs might pull out of Colorado. That's a hundred advertisers terminating their programs with Colorado publishers. If this bill goes through, where where is the bill in process right now?
2: Right now, the bill is going to the Senate. Um, It went through the the House Finance Committee and passed that stage, and then it went to debate on the House floor last week. Um, The final vote tally was 33 to 32 in the House, so it passed by one vote uh, this past Monday. The next step is to go to the Senate Finance Committee, which takes place tomorrow on Thursday for debate, and if it gets through that committee, it will go to the Senate floor, uh, what's Called a second reading and then potentially a third reading, in uh, all likelihood this Friday or Monday or Tuesday of next week. So this process is moving very, very quickly.
3: Well, very quickly indeed. The uh, House Bill eleven ninety three was introduced to the House in Colorado on the twenty second of January, and it may be passed within two to three weeks, like from from its introduction.
2: It's quite amazing, it's, isn't it? We 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 were not even aware of this bill um, until about a week ago. And right, you're right, you're absolutely right, Jim. Uh, It was only introduced uh, about 10 days ago. So the the livelihood of thousands of affiliates in our state are trying to mount a defense to this incredibly aggressive bill um, and action taken by the state. And I do realize they're trying to generate revenue. um, And they're so desperate to do so that these proceedings are happening. In fact, last week during the House finance debates, uh, uh, they had the task of listening to testimony on 12 bills. Uh, In fact, on on Wednesday evening at the House Finance Committee, they went until 2 in the morning listening to testimony from individuals whose businesses can be impacted in such a dramatic way. Two in the morning, listening to testimony. That's how desperate the state is right now to pass these measures by March 1st and start collecting revenue. It's really, I hate to say it, absurd.
3: Well, David, I'm I'm glad you got that date in there because this is something that affiliates in Colorado need to know immediately. Um, There's not a one-year waiting period if this bill gets passed. It comes into effect at the beginning of next month, March 1st, 2010. David, um... Let's say this bill actually passes. What do you think that reading really means to affiliate marketers in Colorado? Well, as you mentioned, Jim, several hundred advertisers
2: have already indicated they're going to leave the state of Colorado. They do not want to risk establishing nexus—you know, a physical connection with the state—whereby they could be taxed. Um, They have many opportunities to work with other affiliates, in states don't have a similar law. In fact, if Colorado passes, it will be only the fourth state to pass such a law. Rhode Island, North Carolina, and New York are the other states that have passed similar legislation. Since advertisers have so many options, and consumers are still going to find those websites, they don't need to work with us. So it's affiliates and advertising agencies that are going to be hurt. They're going to lose that relationship. Advertisers will pull out of our state and work in other states like California and Hawaii where similar similar legislation
3: has failed. Well, I I, I think I'd like to take this a step further. Not only will affiliates be hurt, but we did our first affiliate convention in Denver last year. And one of the impressions that everybody in our organization walked away from was how tight, well-organized, and, well, inspired the tech community in denver really is and many of those people many of those innovative hard-working people are affiliate marketers is this going to have a major impact on well what, what what seemed a very tight community
2: absolutely jim it's it's unfortunate that a crisis does bring people together it brings business together and the last week there's been an outpouring of support obviously you know to to fight this tax uh there are companies who have work together side by side, um, but not in this form and not in this way. Uh, uh, last week at the finance, uh, the House Finance Committee hearing, we had over 150 um, employees and affiliates from around the state there in support uh, testifying against this bill. So it's been phenomenal. Um, if you check out many of the facebook pages uh... of the leadership um... both the uh... house representatives as well as the senators you'll see most of the postings are related to House Bill 1193 in opposition of 1193. So there's been a phenomenal response, and in a very short amount of time, we've come to realize that our livelihood is at stake, and we have to take action. And it's a grassroots campaign. Uh, we've worked collaboratively with other companies, of course, as well as the PMA, as you mentioned earlier, the Performance Marketing Association, um, and we will all be there to testify tomorrow, Thursday, again. Uh, uh, at the Senate Finance Committee.
3: Well, hey, are there any ways that uh, affiliate marketers either in Colorado or, or outside of Colorado can, can help with your efforts tomorrow?
2: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Of course, anyone in Colorado, um, we welcome to attend the hearing and possibly to even testify on what this bill or how this bill will impact them and their business. Um, it's open to the public, of course. and. The support will certainly make an impact on these decision-makers, on these senators. Uh, the next thing that could be done is for as many of us, affiliates both in the state as well as outside the state, to contact um, senators, those who are uh, making that decision in the next couple days, um, and informing them of why this bill is bad, why this has not worked or generated incremental tax revenue in other states like Rhode Island or North Carolina. Um, And finally, of course, we know the internet real well. We know electronic media. Um, Let's go ahead and utilize those channels such as social media, Facebook, and let's do those posts. Let's write to these senators, mainly Democrats who are against the bill, um, and inform them that this is not a good idea for any state, um, especially Colorado, since it's impacting us immediately.
3: In the uh, in the Colorado legislature does this tend to split down party lines with Republicans for the tax and Democrats against very much so which is very
2: disconcerting um, because at, at, at every committee hearing last week the vote went down party lines um, in, the, in the in the house it went the votes all went six to five uh, six Democrats to five Republicans and every bill uh, that went to the floor, the House floor for debate on Friday and Monday of this past week also went down, for the most part, party lines. There were a few Democrats who actually did come over. They did flip over and vote against House Bill 1193. In fact, four Democrats did. Um, and unfortunately, we lost the vote in the third reading, the final reading in the House level, by, by a tally of 33 to 32. So our grassroots efforts did make an impact. It was the closest vote of all the bills that were being heard um, on the floor. Uh, So, you know, while everyone was predicting it to be a blowout and the tax would pass at this level, the House level, this was the closest vote. So there is some moral victory there and momentum that we feel we are taking now to the Senate level.
3: Well, um, when you when you when you spoke with the legislators, and I guess when you when you're speaking with the senators, are they understanding the issue? Do they do they really grasp the impact of this? Not really, Jim. Um, you know, uh,
2: affiliate marketing, internet marketing is relatively new. It's still, in many ways, the wild west, and it's not something that those who are not tech savvy really or fully comprehend. You know, and then coupled with the fact that many of these um, uh, senators and, and, and representatives are hearing multiple bills, they just don't have the mental bandwidth to really sit down and take the time to understand how this is going to impact our state. Um, the goal was to generate incremental revenue and tax income to balance the budget, to help you know areas such as schools, um, to level the playing field with local uh, Main Street bookstores, for example. But this bill does not accomplish that in any way it will not generate incremental revenue for the state in fact jobs will be lost many affiliates will go out of business because their advertisers are going to cut them off as they've indicated they would and as they have in other states like rhode island and north carolina so it's going to have the opposite impact Uh, jobs will be lost incremental revenue will not be gained through this tax measure and unfortunately um, our leadership is not fully comprehending this fact and they're not really taking the time to sit down and understand the economic impact. I'd like to make one more point. Um, The state did present um, a fiscal report, an estimate of how much income would be generated from this bill. Um, The fiscal note states that 4.7 million dollars would be generated in 2010 and 11 and 4.6 million in 2011 and 12. Recently, there was an amendment introduced that would exempt electronic media from this bill. So those um, uh, who presented that, uh, the amendment, felt that, well, affiliates won't be hurt. Electronic media won't be hurt because we're exempting you guys. Well, the truth is advertisers don't care. They're still going to pull out of the state because of the complexities related to Nexus, and they still have options. They will work with all of our competitors in other states that don't have this law. So the fiscal note that was presented by a joint committee is already obsolete. It's already outdated, and unfortunately, we have not seen an updated fiscal report. So 4.7 or $4.8 million was originally projected with electronic media included, meaning affiliates. Where is the updated projection? That's really concerning to us.
3: Well, let's. Uh, let's, let's. I'm going to try to. Talk, we're moving towards the end of the interview. I'm going to try to find a hopeful light here. You've studied this bill. You've you you you've you've read the fine print. Is there any loopholes that affiliates can look forward to or take advantage of? Not that we can see. Um, you know the. It, it, it's
2: it's still somewhat confusing. And again, we're in, we do this for a living. And many of us are still not comprehending this. Imagine what our leadership is looking at right now. If we can't get every component of this bill, they have no clue. They have no idea. So, unfortunately, sometimes it comes down to a vote along party lines. And, again, there will be no fiscal impact on the on the state because there will be no income. There will be no revenue to generate. Jobs will be lost. The loophole is... Unfortunately, to work in a state or have a presence in a state that does not have this tax, 46 other states if this passes in Colorado, to open an office in Utah, to open an office in Wyoming, to open an office in Hawaii. And that's not really practical for most people to just get up and move to a state that is more business friendly. So not much that we can see, unfortunately, at this point.
3: When you say open an office, you mean more than a post office box, right?
2: I believe so. I mean, I'm not familiar with, you know, how to get around an issue like this. Um... But uh, you know the spirit of the law means or states that you have to have you know if you have a physical presence and address in the state, then uh, you are subject to um, you know the conditions I guess of the of, of the tax. Now we're not the ones; the affiliates are not collecting the tax. Of course, it's the advertisers, it's the retailers that are collecting the tax, but they do not want to risk establishing nexus, and it does create a tremendous disadvantage for a state or any state that has a similar tax until the, the playing field is leveled. If there's a National program, a national tax, if you will, then you know an e-teller will have an, the ability to collect um, uh, you know everywhere. Um, but in the meantime, since only four states will have this tax, they'll just pull out of those states and work with affiliates um, uh, in those states that don't have a similar legislation.
3: It's it's mind blowing. I mean, just thinking about the implications of the issue, the multipliers when it comes to local economy and and the tech economy. It's mind-blowing. I guess my last question to you, David, is there any advice you can give to Colorado-based affiliates um, moving forward, looking past March first, 2010?
2: Well, one more point. Yes, absolutely. But one more point I'd like to make is this this type of legislation does not work. Um, In fact, in Rhode Island, one of the states that that does have a similar provision – um, you know, we do have a quote from uh, Frank Caprio, for example, who's a general treasurer, and he said the affiliate taxes hurt Rhode Island businesses, and it stifled their growth as they've been shut down and shut out of some of the world's largest marketplaces. And it should be repealed immediately. That's what he says. Um, and Paul Dion, uh, who's the head of Department of Revenue, said he doesn't believe there's been any sales tax collected as a result of this legislation. It does not work. It does not work. And this is what we're trying to get through to the Colorado leadership, that this has not worked in other states. It makes our state look anti-business. And it's not going to generate any revenue. Jobs will be lost. There will be no sales tax paid. Unemployment will be paid to many of these employees and affiliates. It's really going down the wrong path. And we only had 10 days to get organized and prepare, and we feel that we are putting up an amazing fight and still have a chance to defeat this. Uh, My advice is, over the next couple days, affiliates in Colorado, affiliates anywhere, anyone in this industry, advertisers as well, uh, e-tailers, Please contact these senators, these Democratic leadership in our state, and let them know this is not a good idea. Facebook, Twitter, email, call. I understand that many from out of state are not going to be constituents of this leadership. However, getting that point across that this is an amazing industry, it's a growth industry which has provided so much for so many, Four states would only have enacted this legislation. And why is that? Why is it that others have said no? And if there's an opportunity to really review this under normal time conditions, there has to be a way to better understand. If there's a better way for this bill to be reviewed under normal conditions where the legislature legislator is not looking at 12 bills in 10 days, I think there would be... a a better understanding, a comprehension of our industry. But right now, we do not have time on our side. So the best way is to pressure these senators, this leadership, to take a look at this bill more closely and let them know this is bad, not only for our state, but for our country.
3: Well, David Essayoff, uh, CEO of Imperio, thank you so much for taking time on you today to explain the issue. And on behalf of uh, affiliate marketers both in Colorado and throughout the union, um, thanks for going to bat for us. And friends, I want to remind you, it doesn't matter if you live in Colorado or in New York or Rhode Island or North Carolina or any other state, if it can happen in those states, it can happen in your state. And if it does happen, don't get caught flat-footed, be prepared, have your associations already already worked out, join the join the PMA, the Performance Marketing Association and get behind efforts like um, David Essayoff and other Colorado affiliate marketers because as David said a few minutes ago, this is an amazing industry. It's one of the brightest points of light in the tech economy right now and a misunderstanding from uh, state legislatures who rightly do need to raise tax revenues. We, we understand that. They, 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 they do need to raise monies, but this is not the way to do it. Um, friends, we got to go to a break here on Webcology. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. It's Thursday, February the 4th. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're back after these messages sit tight and don't move webcology we'll be back
0: after this short break you happy with your landing page performance discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com brought to you by engine ready turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales producing machines
1: If yes, you'll pay me. No ifs, ands, or maybe. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance-based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Need.
5: Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
3: Hey everybody, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Um, before the break, you were listening to an interview I recorded yesterday with David, David Essioff, uh, CEO of Edperio. As, uh, as I said, David's been leading the charge against the affiliate tax in Colorado. He spent the last week in the legislature, and I imagine he's spending the day in the Senate. This is all really confusing stuff. We're talking laws and taxes, um, jurisdictions that extend beyond states, and it's it's, it's all heady stuff. So we could either try to interpret this ourselves, or we could bring a super expert on. We decided to bring on the super expert. On the line, we have Bennett Kelly, the founder of the Internet Law Center. Uh, Bennett's been described as one of the top ten qualified attorneys in Internet law. I'd like to note he's also the... uh, chief legal advisor to the Inbox radio show where he makes a regular appearance. Um, Bennett has a bio that is four or five paragraphs long. He's been around the server room several times in his career and Bennett, welcome to Webcology. Thank you, it's great to be on. Well, it's it's great to talk to you again. Um, you were a speaker at, out at affiliate convention and as I said, you were a regular on Inbox radio and of Anybody in our contact list? I think you are by far the best prepared to look at affiliate taxation and give our listeners a, uh, you know, a, a, a good heads up. What is a, what's Monday morning going to look like for affiliates in Colorado?
5: Well, Monday morning is, you know, they'll be be on this, dealing with the Senate, and um, you know, it just it's a question of you know, whether they can mobilize the resources in the Senate. Um, to, to block the tax, and then there's always the governor, to, you know, who make who can step in to veto it, which is what happened in Hawaii and California, um, where in both states it actually passed the legislature, but the, the the governor stepped in to veto the legislation.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, as I understand it, in this case, it's the governor who's in in Colorado who's the champion of the legislation,
5: and as was the case in North Carolina too. So um, yeah, that is so that is the problem and um, so if they lose in Colorado um, a lot of Colorado affiliates will definitely bear the brunt of it as has been the case in North Carolina, New York and Rhode Island um, and they'll have to immediately start a court challenge Um, or alternatively um, the New York law is being appealed and a decision on the the trial court um, upholding the law is expected any week now and so possibly if uh, New York comes out and decides that the law is unconstitutional, that could dampen some of the momentum in the states. But you know, Colorado has a very tight deadline for when they have to get things passed, and I don't expect to have New York act in between now and then. So they're facing a very grim situation in Colorado.
3: Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the New York situation. I just posted in the Webmaster Radio chat room a link to a, uh, a map. That you forwarded over to me a few minutes ago, the Amazon tax map, and it gets a pretty good view as of um, actually, I'm not sure the date of February 3rd as of yesterday, right? Where the Amazon tax uh, legislation is in various states. Um, for instance, it's dead in Florida. It's dead in New Mexico. Right. It's even dead in Michigan, but it seems to be alive and well in uh, Virginia. Seems to be alive in and Vermont, and in Colorado,
5: um, and Maryland. Um, it's there's it's a possibility there as well. A oh, little tiny Maryland, there it is, there indeed.
3: Now, Bennett, you said that the um, in New York they're appealing it. When yes. the affiliate packs passed in New York, the sky didn't fall on affiliate marketers' heads. The programs are still operating there. Why? Why are people worried about the impact in Colorado?
5: When- well, actually, I would disagree with the premise because the sky did fall on a lot of affiliates' heads. Um, while Amazon maintained the presence, um, Overstock and you know probably over a hundred other retailers um, terminated the New York affiliates, and so you know there has been a decided impact on um, affiliates in New York. So, um, granted, because of the size of New York, you know. It, they call it the Big Apple for a reason. Um, some, some have elected to, to go ahead nonetheless.
3: Well, I was, I was, I was noting with our producer, um, Brasco, before the show, in, uh, in other states where the affiliate tax has passed, um, well, Rhode Island, for instance, affiliate, the affiliate community is decimated. Barely yes. exists in Rhode Island now. New York still seems to have a very strong internet marketing community and a strong affiliate community. Um, But as you said, uh, 100 programs pulled out. What did that mean overall to affiliate marketers?
5: That's one of the problems the industry faces. Um, It's easy for um, the government to generate a revenue estimate as to what might be achieved in in terms of uh, the policy debate. But there isn't a great amount of data on the affiliate industry. It's a, it's a nascent industry, and um, most people, very few people even know about it. And so it's hard to quantify what the impact would be. And, um, and so since you don't have that, you know, the counter argument really is often you're going to be decimating small businesses. We don't know how much, but you know, these, these are people in your district. You're in, they're all over the state. Um, every one of you has someone. In your district, who's an affiliate marketer? So think twice. But um, the but the problem is, is on a net net basis, it's hard to tell who comes out ahead. I mean, New York apparently is getting over a hundred million dollars from the tax. Um, California was projected to get hundred fifty million dollars from the tax, um, but is the affiliate loss um, greater than that? Um, who knows? Well. How did this did
4: this happen? I mean, essentially, where we've got states that have passed this. Obviously, the the motivation there is is very very clear. It's a quick tax grab. I mean, we've seen governments doing
5: this all over well, the place. Well, not just that; a it's an easy tax grab because it's someone. There's no political downside, in effect, because you're grabbing from someone out of state.
4: Well, and, and I mean, from that we can you know certainly see the motivation. We have states though that have come in and said. Um, and, and, and you're right. I mean, you make, you make a great point. It's an easy tax to pass. It's like a, like a sin tax of, of sorts, right? Like It's an easy right. one to pass through the population. Um, but now looking at these downsides, how was it made clear to the states that have vetoed it or where it didn't pass? What was the arguments that were used there, and, and are they being applied properly? Um, well, or is there a in- different environment in the states where they have done a veto versus the ones where it's, it's still on the table?
5: Sure. Well, in California... Um, first of all you know the, um, rebecca and in um, the PMA and, and others in the industry, did a remarkable job in, in turning around and, and getting on Sacramento and, and get, making people aware. And there were even some great campaigns that I saw that explained that you know this is what an affiliate is. Because I think when you talk about an affiliate marketer to a legislator who has no idea what they are, um, they, they have no idea what you're talking about. But when you explain that you know here's a, here's a kid who as an affiliate marketer he was able to use his money. Um, for that to gen- you know, pay for his school and grad school, and now he's um, his business has grown and he has three employees. You know that's the American dream. And um, but in terms of California, a big a big factor was one the lobbying that was done, but two, um, Overstock pulled, was threatening to pull out, and Schwarzenegger talked to Overstock and said, you know, if I if I veto this, will you, will you stay? And they said yes. And so um, you know the the Cogniz- being cognizant of the impact on the local small businesses um, is what, was what drove Schwarzenegger and, and definitely could impact other people as well.
4: So is that really, I mean, have you hit the, the nail on the head there And the key? Is, is the problem here that they're trying to rush it through so quickly or, or in other areas where it's trying to be rushed through so quickly that we're not having the opportunity and the community isn't having an opportunity to actually educate the people who are voting? Um, well, on, I, on I think the that there's a bigger issue here. on
5: that. But in terms of in general, state legislators are usually limited, and many of them are limited in the time and duration that they can be in session. And often, many of them have a spring deadline to um, you know close shop. Um, so you know, things happening quickly is not necessarily unusual. But um, a general awareness of internet issues is a problem, and also the industry. You know, we earlier um, interview talked about. How you know it's bad that you know bad things bring people together, but you know he, he it's a good point because the in, the industry hasn't been organized up until recently, and you know seeing the response in Colorado and California is heartening, and um and a good sign for the future. But they need to stay involved. I mean, one thing I'm I'm the co-chair of the California Bar Cyberspace Committee, and you know I've lobbied in Washington on internet issues in Sacramento, and and one thing I've seen is um. You know, these people are very busy and and some of them just don't have the time or you know the background to understand these issues. And so you you have a you, it's not just lobbying on issues, it's educating them on issues. and um, you shouldn't wait till the, you know, it's the 11th hour. you need to be doing it every year. And I, I always tell people um, you know listen, you know, I'm sure you're a smart guy and, and you think you, you've made a good business plan um, but would you prefer having your congressman or your you know, your state legislator do it for you? And I'm sure the answer is no, but if you're not being in touch with them and explaining what's going on, there's a good chance that could happen. And so, you know, I think what, what we learn from here is that, you know, this is great to get involved on this issue, but it has to be a continual engagement. Um, and one thing, you know, for example, in California, we, I started an initiative to actually develop a primer on cyberspace law um, for incoming state legislators because with term limits, you know, we lose about a third of the legislature every, every two years.
3: Now, this one kind of snuck up on the community uh, it was in the Colorado example because it was it was introduced into the house last week um, is there in, 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 in your field of vision right now, Bennett is there any other states that are likely to move ahead with an affiliate uh, tax provision in the in the next year
5: Well uh, Vermont is a possibility Um and but the other thing to keep in mind is even though there may be some states now where things aren't introduced, um, this is a, this is a, a kind of a budgetary matter, and in these type of bills, things often get put in at the very last minute. I mean, the Rhode Island provision was added right at the end, and so um, it's hard to say. I mean, it's you know, you know it's um, to be Yogi Berra, it's not over till it's over, and um, yeah, that's the problem they face. Well let's see so let's that's why another. actually the other map that I was included was a map um I got you know from data from the Center for Budget and Policy Priorities of basically um outlining what states are in the greatest fiscal distress and because um, you know th- those are those are the ones that are most likely to consider such a grab um because they're just desperate for money, so that's why I included that map as well
3: that's a very sobering map incident Mike it's a very very sobering map um
5: it's not often you hear so in connection,
3: with Nevada. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, beet red. <laughs> um, it's a no tax state, incidentally. Um, let's take a look at this from a different angle. If this if this measure goes through in Colorado, are there any loopholes for affiliates? Are there any ways they can? Um, well, it might sound like a silly question, but say set up shop in another state while continuing to operate out of Denver.
5: Well, I, you know, the law, I mean, sometimes you you can – actually, let me back up. I, I often um, quote uh, a scene from the movie Body Heat, which was a movie from the 1980s with um, William Hurt, Mickey Rourke, and Kathleen Turner, and um, this film noir movie, and – William Hurt plays a lawyer who's um, involved with Kathleen Turner, and she has a husband, and he wants to get rid of him. So he goes to Mickey Rourke, who's his kind of part-time hood, but who also had been his client. And he asks Mickey Rourke, "You know how, how how does he build a bomb?" And Mickey Rourke, you know, obviously aware of the, the situation, says, "Counselor, remember you you told me, anytime you try to commit a crime, there's a hundred mistakes you can make, and if you're a genius, you'd think of twenty of them." And believe me, you're no genius. And the reason why I often quote that is I think when you're trying to get too cute with the law, um, and you may think that you're right, you're right on the edge, um, you think twice because maybe you're not. And, um, and here I think sometimes, yes, you, you can get away with doing form over substance. But in general, the law looks at substance. And so if you really have a presence in the state, it's hard to avoid that.
3: Is there anything, having looked at the bill... Is there any loopholes? Is there uh, a way uh, a certain dollar figure that a business can stay below and not have to charge taxes? Who, who incidentally, is being charged the tax? Is it the merchant or the seller?
5: Well, that's that's you know, there's, there's a number the. The nomenclature actually doesn't necessarily help understand the bill. Um, It's not an Amazon tax or an advertising tax. What it is is it's whether who has a duty to collect an existing tax. Um, States have sales taxes. And um, so um, if certain out-of-state retailers don't have a duty to collect that, other ones do. And so as a consumer, actually in California, if if I buy goods through Amazon, um, I don't – they don't have a duty to collect sales tax, but I actually still have a duty to pay it. Um, not that anyone really does, but if I'm ever audited, you know that can be a liability that comes up. And uh, and so from the state states' perspective, they're saying well, this isn't really a new tax. It's just you know clarifying who has to collect it. And um, so that's really who's you know who's being taxed is consumer, um, who has to collect it. was generally uh, retailers that. Um, are paying out commissions of more than $10,000 a year in various states and um, collectively. So, it seems like a low threshold that should capture a lot of people.
3: Indeed. If you have a successful program, there's no avoiding this, in other words.
5: Right. Now, um, yeah. It, and it's not, you see, it's not your, your revenue. It's the advertisers. Excuse me. Yeah, the, the advertisers' revenue. So, if Amazon is paying out $10,000 a year, not just to you, but to anyone... Um, You know they have they have to collect average they have to collect sales tax.
3: Um, We are so so out of time. We're down to our last two minutes. So I think the 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 best question I can ask you right now, given the amount of time we have left, what can affiliates do right now to try to uh, what's the best way for affiliates to oppose both the Colorado tax and future taxes that may be introduced by other states?
5: Well, there's two things. I mean, one obviously is to get involved, and you know, you may not be in Colorado, but you can definitely try to you know, write into Colorado. But you know, if if you're in say Wyoming or wherever, just start talking to your people. So, you know, make sure that they understand so the issue doesn't come up there, and then you know, so join organizations like the PMA and you know, because they're they're filing briefs and and court challenges to these. And then, um, you know, just be vigilant and, and help – if you work collectively, it gives you one, it makes you more visible, and it gives, it gives more resources to fight these things.
3: Well, Bennett Kelly, founder of the Internet Law Center um, and legal experts to XY7's inbox on uh, Webmaster.fm. thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and I look forward to speaking to you again under, under better circumstances.
5: Yeah, hopefully yes thank you it was a pleasure
3: folks that was Bennett Kelly again the founder of the Internet Law Center and uh, we are almost out of time here on Webcology on Webmaster Radio I uh, want to take the chance to uh, just reiterate something that, that Bennett said towards the end we have industry associations out there PMA is in the forefront in, in, in representing the affiliate marketing industry, explaining the affiliate marketing industry, and resisting affiliate taxation in various states. Um, like David Essioff said, this is our livelihoods at stake. It is an economic golden goose. And if our legislators don't understand it, they might choke it to try to get at the eggs prematurely. Anyway, that's that. That's all. Dave, do you have any last comments before we go to air? Then I'm going to talk about what's on Affiliate Marketing Insider coming up after us. No, you
4: know what? I, I don't. I think it was all really, really well covered. It's funny. It was actually at Affiliate Convention that I learned the vast importance of this issue. I misunderstood it, just like a lot of people, I think. Um, and, and I think the key here is, is information. It's good to see people being being proactive and getting these legislatures, the, uh, legis- yeah, the information that they need and... Uh, We all just need to do our part to make sure that this doesn't cascade to to more and more states.
3: Absolutely. Okay, folks, we're out of time here. Uh, Join Linda Woods on Affiliate Marketing Insider directly after Web College. That's just in a few minutes from now. She has Lisa Rialo. Uh, She's going to come on to discuss her newest project, Impact Radius, a multi-channel performance advertising platform, That's the first to connect advertisers and media partners directly for delivery of performance campaigns across television, radio, print, and online media channels from a single platform. They just launched last month. It's very cool, very cool technology, and you get to hear about it here first on Affiliate Marketing Insider on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk, Inc. This is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm. you listen to Webcology, Thursday, February the 4th, you can hear us here live every Thursday at 2 p.m., can listen to us on itunes radio you can grab our podcast from the webmaster radio archive or the itunes archive or other fine podcast distribution networks friends have a good week resist the affiliate tax we'll talk to you soon